0: So here we are on Monday, Thursday. I thought I'd start about how do we get here? We're in this season of Lent which began on Ash Wednesday where Lauren reminded us that we belong to Christ. We continued this journey and then this past Sunday, we had Palm Sunday and I don't know if you were in any of our services, but the joy was electric. People were smiling, people were shouting, Hosanna, except for one kid. And he was just, he was really kind of angry about the whole thing. And um, I talked to his dad about it later. His name's Gaines. And they were trying to do a family picture afterwards, and he's still just holding the palm, stone-faced. What's going on? And he said, these are the people that killed Jesus mm-hmm. from the mouth of babes. And here we are tonight. Monday Thursday, I had a friend um, who doesn't go to church very much. And she was like, what are you doing tonight? My son's playing baseball. And I was like, I'm busy. Um, <laughs> and she told me, she was like, okay, Monday Thursday, right? And so Monday comes from a term in Latin that means to to instruct, right? To command. And tonight we're gonna see how Jesus does this, both in his actions and in his words. Because this table behind me is also before me and beside me and around me. But let's start at the beginning, the beginning, In Exodus, why was even Jesus at this table? So in Exodus 12, we hear this. And when your children ask you, What do you mean by this observance? you shall say, It is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord. For he passed over the houses, the Israelites in Egypt, when he struck down the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed down and worshiped. And the Israelites went and did just as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. When I was talking to a very smart man I know today, Scott Engel, I said, I want to use this in my sermon, but like it's not working. Help. And yes, today at three o'clock, it's fine. Um, And he said to me, this is the freedom celebration." And this table becomes a new freedom celebration, right? But in this scripture, it says, when your children ask, it's already proclaiming that this will go on from generation to generation, this celebration, this recognition of who we are, where we've come, and where we're going. So... We get to John 13, and I'm still going to start before the table. Jesus is with his disciples, and this is how it begins. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that this hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, he got up from the table. He took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured the water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. And he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And Peter said, You will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. So then he said to him, Okay, not my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said... The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knows who is to betray him. And for this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. And after he washed their feet, he put his robe on and he returned to the table. And he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you are right. For that is what I am. I have washed your feet. You ought to wash one another's feet for I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you servants are not greater than their masters nor the messenger greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things you are blessed to do them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So that was a lot. And it was filled with tension. Jesus started a dinner party talking about foreshadowing his own death. Then he moved to, there are hearts that are going to betray me in this room. Then he got up from the table and washed their feet. None of this is comfortable. And at the end of washing his feet, he reminded them who he was and who they are called to be. Those who know me know I'm not a fan of the feet. I have um, a house full of boys. I just, shoes are made for a reason. And it has always been this way. The church I served before I came here also knew this fact about me. And we were at a staff meeting and we had done devotions and stuff. So I look and I see a basin and a bowl and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And they look at us and they say, well, last week, um, the youth pastor and I were both out the week before. We did a foot washing ceremony. It was very moving we wanted y'all to be able to participate in it. And at that time, the youth pastor puts his feet on the table and like waves at me. <laughs> and I remember thinking in that staff meeting, I am not better than Jesus. But I wanted to be. <laughs> And it actually ended up being a prank on me and everybody laughed and he put his shoes on and we moved on. (laughs) But that feeling in that moment of like swallowing my pride and honestly my fear. I am not better than Jesus. See here we go. He's in this, this room with people who he loves. And he knows they will fail him. And he knows not only will they fail him, they will betray him to the point of death. Death. There are people in my life who have hurt me, and I don't invite them over for dinner. And They've pretty much just hurt my feelings. Talking with a church member about how, you know, being Christian sometimes is really hard because we're supposed to love all people. Jesus illustrates this in this dinner where he washes everybody's feet. Not just the ones he knows are good, but everyone's. And her house had damage during the um, storm last year and she was just really having a hard time with the contractor. She really... Really didn't like him and was really struggling with how do I do this as a Christian and I said do you, do you really want the answer to that Jesus washed Judas' feet we're called to invite everybody to the table it's important, it's true he shows us how to love, how to be. He flips the script of what people do. Here's the thing, feet washing was a thing back then. But the leader? No, the servant washed the feet. In that moment, the leader was the servant and the servant was the leader and they were no different. The other thing I noticed in the scripture when I was reading this was that he did all the action. Jesus gets up. Jesus takes off his outer robe. Jesus pours the water into a basin. He washes and he wipes his disciples' feet. Every action is taken by Jesus. The work of salvation, the cleansing, to be made new, is solely the work of Jesus. Our part is to be open to that work, right? Simon Peter, Simon Peter was like, no, not my feet, master. And then when he tells him why, he's like, all right, my feet, my hands, my hair, like, let's jump into this work. But it starts off awkward. The scripture's full of tension. We haven't even made it to the table yet. It's full of tension, calling us into who we are supposed to be, right? This night is a night of preparation, a night of commandment, and yet very little has come out of his mouth at this point. He's showing us how to be. To be a true servant leader to all people, (laughs) even those who betray him, who will fail him. He washed their feet and brought them to a table. Not any table, a table unlike any other table. And we see that in 1 Corinthians where Paul tells about this table. For just as the body is one and has many members, nope, that's the other Corinthians. That's Corinthians, that was from another scripture. This is twenty three, eleven twenty three. For I received from the Lord what I also handed to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed He took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after supper, supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So I have an image of the table, I thought it'd be good to label it so you actually know who was there. One of my favorite stories of my children is we're reading a board book of Easter and we get to this and one of my children says, which one's Judas? Right? Because we know. We know that he's doing something horrific. Yet he's at the table. He's there. Jesus knew. Jesus invited him. Jesus welcomed him. Jesus washed his feet and broke bread with him. He was at the table. See, in in the scripture, this is where he starts to command. He takes simple elements that we still have today bread and the cup and he gives us a new promise. He gives us a new hope. For in the darkness of today and tomorrow, there's hope in all the corners Jesus looks at his friends he knows their weakness their betrayal and he provides the same words that we're going to say tonight this table is our past it is our present it is our future Jesus was here Jesus is here My grandparents came to this table. My future will come to this table. This is the meal that sustains us in our journey. We receive these gifts so we can go out and do. Okay, so do what, you say? I'll answer that. Jesus is doing the actions. Jesus showed us what to do. And it's extreme loving. It's extreme giving, it's extreme teaching, it's extreme serving. It's not easy. It's easier not to invite Judas to the table. It's easier to have the servant wash the feet of the people who come in your house. But see, this is Monday Thursday where we are learning what Jesus told us to do, both in his words, but mainly in his actions. Extreme loving, extreme giving, extreme teaching, extreme serving. That's what this table is. It's extreme. Yet look at us gathered tonight. How amazing is this night where we get to recognize the hope and the sorrow that is in our faith. For hope and sorrow is also within our lives. And Jesus knows this. So as you begin to come forward tonight, there's going to be beautiful music, I'm assuming, by an oboe. But I want you to also think, how can I be more like Jesus? Like really? How can I love more? How can I give more? How can I teach about this story more? And lucky for you, I have an answer. It's through serving. It's through having a servant's heart and seeing everyone as a beloved child of God. For those who have seen what I have done, you will be blessed when you do it. Giving, teaching, loving through serving. Will you pray with me? Dear gracious and loving God, as we come forth to this table, let us receive these gifts of love and grace, not as a consumer, but as a servant, ready to go out and proclaim and do and see even invite Judas to our table. We say this as your servants, humbly asking for you to show us the way. Amen.